Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Ellison. And Dave Cribs here. I'm not going to carry on. Go on, carry on. I want to hear your sultry singing voice. No, it's not going to happen. Dave Cribs here. Hello. Ahoy, hoy. Etc. Etc. Might be easy to guess what episode we're going to talk about, actually, based on the uh, little subtle clues. Although, to be fair, if you said to me, what episode does that appear in? Blankly, I'd be completely like, ooh, I'd have to really have to really think back to it, I'd say. Um, are you well before we get into the frenzing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I had some quite exciting posts today, Dave. Ooh, what did you have? Um, so it's sort of in the, in the real thick of lockdown. Mm. I decided to treat myself and order uh, the deluxe version of Lady Gaga's new album. Oh, lovely. Um, Very on which brand. Which came with a free gift okay um so the the free gift arrived in the post today and i'd forgotten i'd ordered it um but only when i read the small print did i realize that the actual album was digital only um so it's not actually a physical copy (laughs) and now i've just got the free gift and the free gift is a pair of lady gaga chromatica pants um, because only lady gaga would offer um free pants with an album that's great isn't it but you got you got a, a choice between a, a chromatica thong and um pants and i i went for i went i went for pants oh you went for pants okay very yeah very masculine of you thank you uh, how are you <laughs> very well i'm sad that i don't have the chromatica pants to be honest i'm um, actually wearing them right now Yes, that is what 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 an image you can yes. have in your head whilst listening. To I this am podcast. wearing other things at the same time. <laughs> it's not just the pad. I would like you at some point to just record an episode of this podcast in only the pants. I'll do that and then not tell you. And then at the end of the series, I'll make you guess which episode. Which episode? <laughs> okay, great deal. <laughs> uh, I also had some interesting posts today, Peter. Oh yeah. And by post, I mean something was delivered to me, but it was, in fact, not Chromatica Pants. Oh. But an electric car. Oh! Curveball, That's right? very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, wanna, didn't mean to one-up your pants there, but... Well, I, you, you really have. But it's only just a normal single colour, I'm afraid. 
So a very boring uh, design compared to your pants. What colour is it? Red. Flame red. Flame Flame red. boy! <laughs> uh, genuinely, I'd say 95% chose that colour because when they read them out to me over the phone, I went, flame red. Um, is it exclusively electric? Exclusively electric, Pete, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Um, so that's quite an exciting time. So I've just taken that for a little spin. Got the uh, extension leads uh, going the out chargers, there. yeah. Yeah, the chargers. Absolutely, mate. Look pretty cool. I tell you what, the, the, that is the problem, is that I took it out for a little spin and I thought I'd give it a little charge. Obviously, I don't have a fucking clue what to do. So I'm just stood around with this giant lead trying to w- look it on YouTube. Like, how do you charge a car? Because just, I mean, how do you charge a car, Pete? Where do you start? You know, when you get a car, like a regular car, yeah. from uh, if you buy it from a garage and they'll maybe give you like a fiver's worth of petrol in it. Yeah. Does it have sort of like 10 minutes of charge in it when it, when it got delivered? 60%, mate. Oh, Go 150 good, miles or something like that. Absolute dream. So yeah, enough charge to to yeah, swing a cat in. I don't know what the phrase <laughs> oh, is for the electric. I don't think they've come up with uh, the phrases. Could yet, you swing cars. a cat in your new car? Uh, a small cat in a small swing, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> sort of over the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. A sort of stylized swing of a cat. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we? Should we? Should we talk about this week's episode of Friends? Let's talk about it with haste, Dave. <laughs> I don't get it. Because that's the name of the episode. <laughs> I did get it, don't worry. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yes, let's talk about it. The one with all the haste. This has been requested by Jess on Instagram. Uh, would you like me to read the message that Jess has sent to us, Peter? What if I said no? Be bold, wouldn't it? Absolutely <laughs> bold. Well, let's, no, let's ask you. Bu- no, I, Pete, I, I do would you like to hear the message? Absolutely, yes, I would. Good. Hi there. This is Jess speaking now, not me. Uh, I love your podcast. Great start. Been listening to it forever. Absolutely impressive, considering it's only been going three years. Mm. Um, I'd like to Three years! Is it? I don't know. I guessed that. I I couldn't tell you, actually. Someone will know better than us, to be honest. Quite a while. Anyway, carry on. Some years. Uh, I'd like to suggest the one with all the haste. Uh, This one has one of my least favourite characters in. Pete, can you guess? Oh, is it Emily by any chance? Open brackets, Emily, close brackets. She didn't need those brackets. <laughs> but whilst I was watching, I could hear your voices talking about it and knew I needed to suggest it. Love your podcast so much. A repetition of the love. That is, that's why we've chosen it, basically, isn't it? Uh, I can't wait to hear you talk about this episode from Jess. Uh, thanks, Jess. What an absolute delight. Um, yeah, we're in Emily territory, aren't we? Yes, and it's the episode where things get really quite mad between Emily and Ross, isn't it? So, right, here's what I'm going to say in Emily's defence at this stage, right? This version of Emily, they were deliberately trying to paint her as like this fun, spontaneous, ooh, look, Ross has got an earring. I didn't, like, I I thought, oh, yeah, she seems all right. She seems quite... Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. She's fine in this, yeah, yeah. It's just, I I mean, I I guess we know that what happened is they completely flipped her character when Helen Baxendale decided she was going to leave, you know? Yeah, they had to sort of make her toxic, didn't they? Make make her just, like, unbearable to us friends. But, yeah, I mean, we, lest we forget, Pete, this Emily was going to effectively be the mic. Emily was going to be yes. the character that joined the, the gang and married Ross and lived happily ever after until Helen Baxendale decided to leave. Right, well, let's do the synopsis, shall we? Uh, season four, episode 19, the one with all the haste, directed by Kevin S. Bright himself. Uh, first aired April the 9th, 1998, which we never really say the first aired, but it does really hark back to, just just really stamps it in time, doesn't it? It does. It's a long time ago, basically. That's all I'll say to you. 
Monica and Rachel make desperate attempts to win their apartment back from Joey and Chandler, including bribing them with Nick's tickets and challenging them to another game. The girls lose the tickets and the game, but are ultimately triumphant in getting their place back with Phoebe's help. Meanwhile, Ross is disheartened with Emily returning to London again, so they spontaneously decide to get married. Uh, What I would say, yeah, I mean, yeah, that summation of it is as mad as the actual episode, isn't it? Um, I think we've both probably had the realisation that there's there was a sort of vague attempt at a third plot in this episode but yeah. Phoebe is really underused isn't she in this it comes down to Phoebe's involvement Phoebe's plot is uh, that she's wearing Santa's pants <laughs> Santa's pants and then and, is knitting <laughs> and then is briefly knitting a scarf which actually I'd say the most uh, the, the biggest laugh that I got out of this episode was when Phoebe's like oh my scarf is done or whatever she says mm. and puts that really pathetic dribble of a scarf around her neck. Dribble of yarn. It's great. I do love that bit. Well, having said, so they, re- I'd say they, un- they, Phoebe gets a rum deal in this episode in the sense of she just doesn't get a plot. They they start with the Santa's pants and she gets some funny lines in that, doesn't she? she uh, when she's sort of retorting to Monica and Rachel, she's like, well, yeah, well, well your clothes aren't funny. Uh, There's a couple of nice bits, but what Phoebe does get, I'd say, are some of the funniest lines in the whole episode, which we'll come on to in the apartment swap games in a little bit. Yeah, she just serves a purpose as mediator, doesn't she? Yes, referee, uh, like Ross was in the original apartment swap, I guess. Um, So where should we start then? There's only two real sort of chunky plots. We've got Ross and Emily, and we've got the apartment swap. Uh, Given we've already touched on it a bit, let's do the old Emily and Ross bits. Okay, shall we? I do love that this whole Emily bit starts with her saying, oh, blimey, and and Ross doing a a Bowie impression. It feels like a writer said, what's the most English-sounding thing I can make Emily say (laughs) in the scene? And out comes, oh, blimey, and then shortly after, some Bowie references. I imagine the first draft of the script, she said, cool, blimey, love, and then someone else was like, that's that's not quite what would happen. Uh, (laughs) So can we sort sort of just tone it a bit down to, oh, blimey? Do you ever say blimey? I cannot remember the last time before this last couple of minutes that I've said the word blimey in my life, I'd say. I feel like I do say it. Do you? Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe it's not a stereotype then. Maybe I maybe, maybe I don't yeah. know. Right, like in the nicest possible way, Pete, do you say it maybe when you're on the radio? It feels like the sort of thing you can say yeah, on I know the radio mean. to the sort of people that will be listening. Uh, you know, obviously you can't swear on the radio for a start, so I just feel I can hear you saying, "Oh blimey, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point, Sharon." <laughs> you know, that's why did you make yourself sound camp when you said that? What pants are you wearing again? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um, yeah, I, I think my other question about this was: uh, so Emily's. Did you notice what she was wearing in bed? No, silk pajamas. Oh. Like very, like, Ross is wearing a very old scruffy t-shirt and she's wearing these sort of gold silk pyjamas. Was that another sort of, were they sort of going, oh, well, the British are very fancy. They probably wear silk (laughs) pyjamas in bed. Um, It it, it all felt a bit pointed, didn't it? I do think that, although at this point, as you suggest, that writers were intending for, for Emily to be in this for some time, I do feel a little bit like the writing's on the wall for Emily Ross. Because there's one bit where he says... He says that he's a whole other person around her, and that's why she's sort of so um, exciting for him. Yeah. If you're if you're a whole other person when you're with someone you're dating, I wouldn't say that's actually a good thing. No, that feels very much like the sign of 
a bit of a sort of crisis mini fling, doesn't it? That sort of thing where you're like, yeah. oh God, I've yeah. got an earring and a motorbike. And then... Well, like he's not being himself. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and he's just sort of doing some mad stuff that he's really not actually that comfortable with. I mean, the earring is mad, isn't it? Is that the last we see of the earring? It doesn't come back again, does it? Or it comes off when he proposes to her and then is never seen again. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Having watched Ross for four seasons already, we know this isn't, by any stretch, anything remotely near what Ross is like, do we? Um, and, the, yeah, the British accent, we must touch on it and then move on very briefly. Probably for our American listeners, just in case you're thinking, oh, was it a vaguely passable British accent? No, it was no. not. No. Who am I, David Bowie? Well, after six weeks, isn't it? They've been, to, they've been seeing each other for six weeks, right? Oh, yeah, the classic time to get married. Well, he doesn't just ask her to move to New York. He asks her to move in. Like, in itself, that is very forward, let alone the fact that he shortly after proposes. Yeah, everything he does. And, and Joey and Chandler rightly uh, talk him out of this in the first place, don't they? So he, even Ross, to be fair to him, hasn't actually had this thought properly. He's just in the moment gone, oh, she should move in with me. And hasn't quite realised how mad that that sounds in the context. But yeah, you're quite right. Even, even to be honest, the idea of her moving to New York just to see if it works out is mad. Yeah. After six what, weeks. What a gamble. What a big old gamble. And like, she really flags up. My whole family, my job's there, my whole life is there. Yet, she sort of still... <laughs> she seems very suggestible, Emily, in the sense that she makes these a lot of these... Very good points, right? Everyone she knows is in England. She doesn't know anyone here apart from her uncle. Everyone's there. Her job's there. Like, it's not... I know it's a sitcom, but there's still jobs, guys. It's still not that easy to get jobs in new countries, is it? Like, there's there's visa issues that I'm sure they haven't even considered. Like, her <laughs> medical insurance is going to be an absolute bloody nightmare. Um, but even all of that... So she's... I feel like she is very much in the this is an insane idea camp and then when he actually asks her to marry him she still is basically like well this is this is quite mad isn't it like i'm not sure are we are we being insane and in order to persuade her all ross has to do is basically do a small diary summary of what they've done for the last six weeks because all he really does is go but oh my god i know it's been six weeks but (laughs) think of all the things we've done we spent the whole first weekend in vermont i got an ear piercing that's it all he does is go we've been on a weekend away and i got my ear pierced that is not in my book convincing enough to marry someone and leave your country well, she also just says the word marriage, and then uh, she says about uh, if we were to get married, and then Ross leaps on that like it's a green light to propose. Well, we know it's his trigger word, don't we? <laughs> exactly. Like, just because she says the word marriage doesn't mean she's expecting you or suggesting that you should actually get married or at least engaged right there and then. That wasn't that wasn't on her. Re- that isn't what she meant. No, and it's like you could almost see the the switch flicking in in like like Ross had turned into a the Ross Bot three thousand just kicked in and went marriage marriage. I, I love those. Must propose now marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really and oh, some of Emily's acting, uh, Helen Baxter's acting in that bit is dreadful i thought yeah. where she goes oh it's not like we're getting married and ross looks there and she goes oh oh no 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 and it's it's so like it's so telegraphed at that point and i wasn't wasn't a big fan of that scene if i'm honest pete 
Ross says as well that he can't move to England because his son is in New York. <laughs> but as we discussed fairly recently, he isn't asked about Emma when Rachel and Emma are off to Paris. It's Rachel he's bothered about. And so, this is Ben that we're talking about, who when Ross goes to England just to get married for a couple of weeks, doesn't even take Ben with him. Not fussed about that. He's really... Uh, exactly. We, we see less and less of Ben as the seasons go on. And I don't think... Ross is never winning Father of the Year awards. But um, at, the, at this stage, you know, I, yeah. I wrote that exact same thing down, like, oh, Ben, oh, you've remembered Ben, have you? Oh, well done, Ross, for once. I do think, as well, that there's quite a lukewarm audience reaction to Ross and Emily getting engaged. Like, there's a bit of a woo, and but the vast majority of the audience are just like, nah, all right. So I, I, I presume this is still before Helen Baxendale had decided she didn't actually want to move to America and, and she got pregnant and wanted to stay at home. So at this point... I imagine everybody in the, the writers and the producers are all like, this is it, isn't it? You know, we're, we're bringing this big new character in. And yeah, that mooted reaction, they must have been like, oh God, this isn't, it's not really working, is it? So well, like no one's going for this at all. So Ross sort of proposes twice, isn't it? He? he sort of accidentally asks her and then he asks her properly down on one knee with the earring as a ring. Mm. The first time that he proposes, the audience are like, ah, and then yeah. it trails off. Second time, they don't even fucking bother opening their mouth. <laughs> not bothered. No one gives a shit. And that uh, reaction is basically a direct uh, echo of what happens when he when they tell the friends, isn't it? So they come in, now now, the whole announcement to the friends, this all happens after the apartment switch has gone on, everyone's had their moments in that. But there's a couple of things about this. One, Ross deliberately gathers everyone up, right? He doesn't just go into Monica's to tell Monica, or to tell Monica and Phoebe here and there. He drags Chandler and Joey. Sits them all down, yeah. Sits them all down from across the hall. Why, Why not include Rachel at that point? I know it's tricky and weird but either be like is rachel in before i say this or just be like hey rach i'm I'm telling everybody else this massive news and she's just what lying on a bed having a read yeah ross would surely have been especially conscious of telling rachel it's like she's an afterthought of oh she's 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 heard that she was behind me yeah exactly exactly and there is that there's a real like uh I felt genuinely awkward and a bit, um, yeah, yeah, just very sympathetic to her in that situation where she does come out. And, you know, there's that shot of Chandler, isn't there, where he goes, oh, God, this is awful, basically. There's a real tension in the room there. And I just thought, oh, yeah, poor poor old Rachel in this situation because everybody else in that room, like, is, is going, are you fucking joking? <laughs> You get married. There's a long wait for her reaction to. Yeah, and, and and clearly nobody's really behind it, and it's only her. And this is this is a big Rachel moment when she is the one that steps up and goes, "I'm really happy for you." I mean, there's basically nothing else she could do in that situation, but that oh, must have been really hard. And and she's the one that basically rallies the rest of them round into going, "Oh, oh, I guess if Rachel's okay with it, that's congratulations?" Question mark. You know, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah, it's like her accepting it gives the rest of them permission to congratulate. Yeah, but everyone's still quite half-arsed and it's very odd. Um, but there you go. So yeah, so like you said, this is the this is the turning point where it all goes, tumbles towards the inevitable wedding where, you know, probably the best cliffhanger in in all of Friends, nay, in all of television. So great. Like so one great. of the best ones in, in a sitcom, definitely. Um, but yeah, this is this is the start of that mad journey, isn't it? Oh, hello, 
Hello, you. My name is Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives, so they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence? Then was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl Isolation Podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, to the apartment swap or the apartment unswap or reswap or whatever you want to call it. Um, right, let's go back to the start of the episode. Right at the start, morning's here, etc., etc. We all know it. We know that scene. Uh, first, morning's here. Who else is here, Pete? Uh, well, <laughs> yes, I, I, I assume you're making the point that it, it's early enough on a Saturday for Rachel to be angry she's been woken. And yet, Joey and Monica are sat eating breakfast at the tables if they've been there for hours. There's a, there's a lot going on, isn't there? It's it's and Joey doesn't even live there. He's gone over, especially Joey's gone over there. But it's a yeah, like you say, it's a time where Rachel feels it is socially unacceptable to have been woken up by the neighbour. So I would what what would you put that at pre eight am? Uh, yeah, on a Saturday, yeah. I'm saying if it's before eight am, you'd kick off a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there they are, just having a little sip. Joey's having a nice time. Uh, also, who else is here, Pete? Oh my days, a black guy and friends. <laughs> a little cameo yeah. role. Rachel goes on and on about how much she hates this apartment. I hate my small room. I hate the colour of the walls. Like, this is a bit where I didn't notice this on the first time I watched it, but watching it back, I was like, chill the fuck out, mate. Like, this is a nice apartment by anyone's standards. Also, got a problem with the colour of the walls? Paint them. Paint the bloody walls, mate. Got a small room? Oh no, I live in New York and I've got a small... like. Anybody that lives in a big city has a small room in an apartment. I'd say much smaller than that. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh, I don't really. Fe- I'm not really feeling the uh, the sympathy. But anyway, so this starts the whole 
rigmarole of them basically trying to win the apartment back. And I, I was thinking, watching this back, did they always have this plan? But no, we sort of find out, don't we, that Phoebe planted the idea when they went off to the Knicks. So genuinely, which is kind of mad, they did bet on a sort of high card game, the apartment and the Knicks season tickets. I feel like I want Monica and Rachel in the purple apartment because it feels like it just should be that way. Right. So I, 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 and also I feel like the audience is kind of backing them to get their way as well because they sort of cheer in agreement with Monica and Rachel rather than the other way around. It. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? So were you, you were on that on their side, were you? Yeah, I just like the the reassuring presence of Monica and Rachel in that apartment. You like the status quo, Pete? That's what you like, isn't I it? I do. I don't like. Th- I don't like change. Nobody though. likes change. <laughs> the way they'd go about it, though, is I'd say at best underhand, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Very sly. Also, in the like, fair bloody play though. Three of them. One of them's heavily pregnant, so I can't imagine. Oh she's God! Done much. Yeah, the effort required. Two of them have moved. Have, have, have moved to like there was the moment where. Joey wavers, isn't there? Where Chandler's like, "Come on, we're gonna win this back," and Joey's like, nah, "I don't know." And it's like, "Yeah, I get you. It's a fucking faff to move two apartments back and forth, and not just move them, but also unpack them." Oh God, yeah. They- There's just a brief moment towards the end of the episode where you see Monica and Rachel um, dusting two picture frames as if they've got very dusty on their, their journey from the hall, <laughs> and that's um, that's that's about it. I know, isn't it? So the rest of the packing's done. Yeah, the rest of it's all done. That, that, that is how long were Joey and Chandler at the bloody next game? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I was all the way through this. Joey really wants the tickets, don't he? Oh fucking hell! That's a terrible sentence. Hang on. Bloody hell, Governor Joey really wants the tickets, <laughs> don't he? <laughs> Who am I, David Bowie? <laughs> oh blimey! Wants the tickets loads. Joey wants the tickets. Um, <laughs> oh God, why are we? Why are we now doing bad British accents when we have already got bad British accents? I think we've just proven that there was excellent uh, script work. <laughs> uh, I mean, for the third time, let me make my point that Joey really wants the tickets, doesn't he, Peter? Yes, he would very much like the tickets um he's he's sort of like i feel like he's given up on the apartment straight away he doesn't really care about it he's not really that fussed is he well also is there really that big a disparity between the two apartments why is it why does Chandler want it so much yeah i mean i guess it is a bit bigger it is bigger isn't it and i guess a bit nicer yeah but i'd 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 wager that it's nicer because they've made it nicer and give it six months their one's going to be a bit of a shit tip and Monica and Rachel's will be nice, you know? Has got exposed beams though, Dave. Oh, love a beam. I like that that bloody it. pillar in the middle of the apartment. Like, that is a big old apartment, to be fair, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Lots of nice sunlight as well. Lots of windows. A little balcony. Uh, yeah, actually. a little balcony. Yeah, the balcony, okay, yeah. Maybe it is better. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on, actually. Like, they've got a stuff cupboard, the messy closet. Like, where did Joey and Chandler keep everything? There's no storage in their apartment. Mm, that's true. Well, maybe, maybe they've got a point. Maybe they have, mate. Maybe they've got a point. Uh, yeah, I think, like, if you had the choice, you would live in the bigger apartment. Uh, there is sort of... I've never quite known which side of the fence I want to fall on this apartment swap, though, because when Chandler gets really up in arms at the end, he's like, they stole... It's our apartment. They stole it. I was sort of thinking, it's not... I mean, it's not really your apartment, though, is it? It's definitely Monica's apartment, and you've sort of won it in a spurious game that I'm not sure would hold up in a court of law. Yeah, legally they have very little claim to it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. But Chandler gets really mad. Talking of strange legal claims, um, mm, yeah. the the Knicks tickets. Oh yeah. Rachel says 
oh, my mum got my dad's season tickets in the divorce. What a strange settlement. What a strange settlement. So one of two things has happened. Either they've just split everything down the middle, which seems mad, or she's insisted on them because she knows that's such, like, you know, she's really trying to dig at him and get something that she knows he'd really miss. Yeah, Either way, it's valuable. It's, I just don't, again, would that happen? And is that how the lawyers would go, would work it out? I want the Knicks tickets. Why? Because he's a prick. All right. <laughs> seems fair. You get those. Um... Yeah, it's a strange thing for Rachel's mum to ask for, isn't it? You know when they're doing the drawing of the cards to do their little game to decide who gets the apartment? Um, There's a point where they draw an ace and they have a disagreement over whether ace is high or low. Ace is definitely low. Oh, I was about to say ace is definitely high. It has one symbol on it. No, in my head, Ace is like, hey, Ace, hey, you win. Hey, you're, you're the Ace. Nah, you're the Ace best. is a one for me. You're the best one. Okay, well, they, look, Pete, all we've proved there really is that there is enough discrepancy in the uh, interpretation of yes, the rules. Yes, yes, accurate storyline, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Before they do do the card draw, though, I think my favourite sequence of this whole episode is is Phoebe's initial attempts to come up with a game uh, to decide the apartments, which is, she sort of says, oh, I want to be involved. Uh, I'll, I've got a game. Uh, Monica, what's your favourite thing about trees? And then we get that whole, oh, they're green. Good. Five points. Oh, they're tall. Ooh, three points. We were looking for leafy. And that whole yeah. bit makes me laugh out loud every time. That's, that is, I think that's excellent peak Phoebe in this season. It is pick Phoebe because there is no uh, competitive element in that game in the slightest, and yet it all makes perfect sense to Phoebe. In her head. Yeah, exactly. She knows exactly what's going on. Everybody else is sort of going along with it, going, "Oh, maybe this will make sense." No, it won't make any sense because this is just Phoebe, and that kind of is Monica's um, rules help control the fun. Type brain kicks in there, doesn't it? Where she goes, "That's not even a game," and Rachel <laughs> retorts with, "Shut up, we're winning." There is that whole sort of feeling isn't there that oh phoebe's doing a thing let's just roll with it for a few minutes now no it's gone too no she's she's <laughs> she's gone mad and then we come to don't we the um the the ultimate decider which i'd like to lay my cards on the table my fake pack of cards on the table and say this is pathetic I assume you're meaning the fact that it's just them kissing that makes Chandler and Joey up for moving out. See, Joey, I don't... It doesn't bother me so much, his reaction, because all the way through, he has not given a shit about the apartment, and he is, uh, certainly in this era, a a horny sex pest. Uh, So that all sort of ties in, doesn't it? Chandler, though, has gone from being so adamant that... The apartment is theirs. There's nothing they can do. He didn't even want the Knicks season tickets. Yet, he is so desperate to see two women. And, like, two close friends. Not even just, like, two attractive women he's met out that he sort of fancies, you know? Two of his closest friends, and, dare we say it, his future wife, uh, make out with each other in what can only be described, I'm sure. We don't see it, obviously. But that can't be anything more than slightly awkward, It's not going to be sexy, is it? Like, Monica and Rachel aren't getting really into it at this stage. They're just doing it for the sake of sort of titillating Chandler into giving them an apartment. That is wild. Also, a a minute 
to kiss someone that you don't necessarily feel comfortable kissing. <laughs> a minute's quite a long time a for a kiss. A minute is a very long time for a kiss, Pete. I'd say a minute is a long time for a kiss, full stop. Like, it's just, yes. you know, you've got to come up for air at some point, haven't you? There's a lot of, it's just a lot of commitment to a minute long, no breaks kiss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me that at the end, Pete. I was like, this is... Pathetic. Pathetic is the word I've written down. Pathetic is the word I'm sticking with. Pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, there you go. Uh, but there is the nice reveal as well where Phoebe goes, oh, you should have just done that in the first place. And they're like, let's pretend that's not true. But, I mean, she's absolutely right. You just need to know those idiot pathetic boys a bit more and uh, none of this would have happened. What's the... Two cups of Chino joke about. Chandler walks into Central Perk and goes to Gunther. Hey Gunther, two cups of Chino, please. Oh, yeah, is it? The, is he tries to play it cool with a little abbreviation? It was a cappuccino quite a new thing at this point, surely? Like, I, don't, I don't know the chronology of the coffee world, but I'm, I'm Gunther retorts with good one, as if to be like, stop being a like is it a dad is it just a bad dad joke i basically i don't really understand the joke i think he's just trying to play it cool isn't he by being like hey two cups of chino like being like i don't know two birrios or something (laughs) Um, see i thought it was because cup a cup of chino sounds like cappuccino is it like oh maybe that's that was there an era where people like well either way it's shit people that weren't like sort of a liberal elite in the city didn't understand the word cappuccino you know and so they were saying cup of chino is that is it that sort of slightly snobby awful joke i don't basically pete i don't know i'm asking you do you drink coffee uh only very occasionally when i'm really tired and i need to not be we are not the ones to ask this question to, are we? And certainly not the people that that joke was aimed at, I'd suggest. No. But there you go. That was just my final... That was Jerry's final thought sort of thing. The cups of my, Well, I also have one last note that Gunther's tie is brown and pink and it's hideous. Dreadful tie. Absolutely dreadful tie, that, isn't it? Um, okay, well, what's, what's a note to end the episode on, Gunther's tie? But finally, we have a bit of news. N-E-W-S News. Do you enjoy my little jingle there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, I, I, that's right. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Pete, and, and you, the listener, because what we did last week was sort of say, oh, we've got a big announcement. And I think we've basically already announced the thing that we're going to tell you about now a few weeks ago on our Instagram, did we? And then, or, or we put like a sort of clue to it out, didn't we? Yes. And then also what we're going about to do is make the announcement a bit worse for you <laughs> <laughs> in a way that will become clear in a minute. But basically, and we both feel very awkward about this, but it's it's sort of been suggested to us time and time again. By uh, to be fair, by a lot of you people that listen and it's we're very grateful to you that you've sort of said, "Look, oh, you know, do you have a Patreon?" That's what you keep saying. Uh, not all of you clearly because most of you are happy to listen for free like I am with all my podcasts. Basically, Pete, we're, we're starting a little Patreon, aren't we? Because that's, yes. that's what cool podcasters do. Um, that's what people who try to have some sort of air of professionalism about their podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I mean, basically, look, again, in the spirit of pure honesty, we don't want to be all like, oh, you're getting a very good value from this thing. Um, uh, nothing will change, ultimately, if you want to keep on listening to the podcast as it is. 
absolutely dreamy you go nuts it's going to continue to exist on wednesdays every week uh, in its current form and we love you listening and we love you getting involved and talking and for to free. us and for free yeah for free absolutely and thank you for that and you know we value your continued support etc etc we really do um we will be chucking up a little patreon with a couple of um perks on it so there's going to be two tiers so okay so the, the first tier is the gavin tier uh so the gavin tier is our lower tier and look the gavin what the gavin tier means is that we love you very much but you know you're just on the periphery of the patreon world that's fine you get a little bit for your for your contributions and what you will get for that are two things one ad free versions of the podcast uh and you'll also get them pete a day early <gasps> does oh. that mean i have to edit the podcast <laughs> yeah. a day earlier? we had a genuine conversation about like is, 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 it, is it realistic that we can record it a day <laughs> earlier and get it out earlier we just have to change the day that's all we have to do pete um but there you go so on tuesdays if you are a gavin on our patreon you will get to the podcast a day early and completely advert free but dave what if i want to be better than a gavin <laughs> You can't be better than a Gavin, Pete, because Gavin's the best character in all of Friends. Is he? No, he's not. We all know the best character in Friends, Pete, is... Uh, Jack Geller! Jack Geller, absolutely. That is our uh, second tier on our Patreon. Not only will you get the podcast a day early, you will also get... A monthly new episode (gasps) of our inevitably to be doomed sitcom spin-off... Joey with friends. Is that what we're calling Joey it? Joey with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we're calling it. Uh, we're going to watch Joey, aren't we, Pete? Yeah, we're going to be doing a new podcast, a little spin-off, much like Joey was in itself. And I I have never actually seen it before. So I am going in with a fresh pair of eyes. As we have previously discussed, I think, maybe on or off air, I can't remember, I had the full DVD box set, Peter, of both seasons of Joey. There's more than you think, guys. That's what I'd uh, say. You're the, you're the one person that bought the DVD. <laughs> yeah, I'm the person that meant they got a second season. They were like, oh, <laughs> someone's bought the DVD. There's definitely some demand for it. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be very much like this podcast, except we'll be all be watching Joey together. So we'd like you to watch along with it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be starting this month, aren't we, with the pilot? Yep. And then every month uh, we will release a new episode. Uh, of uh, our, our breaking down of episodes of Joey. You also get our old podcast. Oh, my days. This is the ultimate bonus, I'd say. I'm genuinely excited and terrified about this, Pete, because I haven't listened back to them since they went. Yeah, I don't know whether I could bring myself to listen to them now. So, Pete and I, before we which, <laughs> which is not a reflection <laughs> of... <laughs> but please give us money to listen to them. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to listen to that shit, but... Uh, uh, no, no, it's, it's, I mean it's, more from a personal cringe point of view. Well, I was going to say, if, you, if you're not aware of our old podcast, it was called Out of Date. This was the first podcast we ever did together before we did Friends with Friends. And uh, for 12 weeks, Pete and I went on a, a date each, not with each other, with different people, and then reported back on in a podcast, didn't we? That's that's basically it. Do you remember the episode that we had to retract because my yes. date decided that he didn't want to appear in it anymore? Well, that one's lost to time forever. Like, yeah. it was deleted. We had to re- properly redact it, like official war documents. Uh, we, <laughs> we put it out, your date listened to it, and said absolutely take this down immediately and which we... i'd like to point out wasn't because i slagged him off in fact i i was i talked quite favorably about him he just yeah. didn't want to be 
Just anyway, doesn't want to be I'm in the public eye. Of you, so fuck him. <laughs> I honestly don't know if we've still got it. I think there is one episode missing. Anyway, we're going to just bungle all of that up. Not even month by month. We'll just chuck all of that up at the start. Um, I found them all on a hard drive the other day, so they're ready to go. So you get that as a triple bonus if indeed you're interested in learning about Pete and I's love life six years ago. If you go to patreon.com forward slash friends pod. Uh, then you should be able to access all that gubbins. Do come and say hello. And once we can start doing live shows again and all that sort of shit, um, we'll add sort of perks to do with that, won't we? Um, just to reiterate, you've called the Patreon page what? Friends Pod. I think it's Friends Pod, but I can't. That, Dave, that's a, that's another different username. <laughs> I did think we could have... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll tweet it out, won't we? We'll pop it on our socials and all of that because we're not good at this. Um, I think it's cool. But still, please give us money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I say, if you uh, have listened to all this and thought, what a cheeky bloody shit asking us for money, absolutely stand by that and you're more than welcome to carry on listening to the podcast as is every Wednesday uh, with advertisements from which we make... Oh, fractions of a penny. Um, but, you know, we do it because we love it. And that's, that's, that's a nice... We do thing. it. We do it because we love you. Sorry, I had to just play the sting there because that sounded so <laughs> creepy the way you said it. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com 